Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Hamm. He is my co-host, Vic Mattis of the Washington Free Beacon, and we are your morning show for any hour. Vic, how you doing, my buddy? Hello, Mary Catherine. I'm doing fine. My liver somehow survived the very busy social week that began on Thursday mm. when a high school buddy of mine came down, and I wasn't sure how much time I'd have to spend with him, and it turned out to be the whole night. So that was interesting. Nice. And that was Thursday and then Friday and then Saturday and then Sunday. So I am pretty pickled. I need to do basically what Christopher Hitchens and Winston Churchill did, which is just have the wee dram swishing around right. in the glass. But it's not clear how much they actually drank. I mean, okay, fine. They drank a lot. But they always had just a little bit for the whole day. It's like I learned this, yeah, so of course. Define always. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> just, you know, just for show. I mean, they, everywhere they went, there was anytime I ever saw Hitchens, he was always, you know, he had just a little bit yeah. of single malt in his glass. And I learned this from the Churchill War Room tour, which is it's true that Winston Churchill did drink and smoke a lot, but he often just had the cigar in his mouth unlit. He just wanted to chomp on it. Right. Just, just to have something, right? That said, on Sunday for. My, a special treat for my father-in-law and brother-in-law, Captain Del Dwyer. I broke out one of the 25-year-old scotches that you, Mary Catherine, and some of our other, yes. my other dear friends got me for my birthday. This was called the Adelphi Archive, which is from Glen Rothes, which is a great distillery, distilled in 1991 Ooh. and bottled in 2016. So that's 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 how long it was. And at first blush, it was like very smooth and sweet and mellow. And then it ends in a burst of flames and fire. And I'm like, why is it doing this to me? I don't think it should be this like so yeah. much heat. It's burning. I feel like my esophagus was being burned, oh, right? No. Yes, which is not good. It happens to heavy drinkers. Is it because but... it came in the great rock era of 1991? <laughs> That's it's like right. this sound it was, garden. It was just at the sort Scott. of, exactly. It's sort of like, you know, a temple of the dog. It's just <laughs> right before, you know. Anyway, I checked the proof on it. 115. Well. That would do it. It's 57% alcohol. So once I added like a little bit of water, it was amazing. There you go. And it was just sublime. Speaking of another band from the 90s, how how are you and where are you, if I may ask? I'm good. I am in New Hampshire. She's running. I'm in New Hampshire <laughs> for an event that I am emceeing. Uh, oh, very nice. For a group on the coast. But I'm by the are you sea. At, you're, are you at, can I, may I, can I guess where you are? Is that sure. a right or no? Sure, go ahead. You're at Manchester by the sea. Wentworth by the sea. Oh, Wentworth by the sea. I've I've been there. Manchester by the sea. Isn't that the movie? That's, that's the, the movie. movie. That's the horribly depressing. No, let's let's have, we're nowhere near there. Yeah, sorry. I've been there for my friend Todd Paladino's wedding because his wife was from, was it Portsmouth? Mm -hmm. Which is right there. Lovely. It's beautiful. It is well, I haven't been able to explore yet. I had to get in, get some food, had salt and oh, at the Walk restaurant. around the town. It's so quaint. It's very New England-y. <laughs> it is. It's lovely here. By the sea. Yes, it's very... Very pretty, very quaint. I'm looking out at all the red tiled roofs and, yes. and the, all the flowers are in bloom because, of course, it's a little later than our bloom. So it's yes. very pretty. And I brought the baby with me and he was perfectly behaved on the plane so that unlike that viral clip from the internets last week, nobody yelled at him or me. Everybody yeah. was very kind, as they often are when I travel with my babies. So we got here and then in a real fourth kid 
move. I hired a babysitter. I've chatted with her over text. She arrived five minutes before this podcast. And I said, here's the baby. Is, <laughs> let me ask you this. For, for your smallest, you had this, the, this, this is a babysitter for your smallest. Baby. Yes. Yes. I just oh, you're brought, young. just brought the three month old because he's a little young oh, to be yeah. leaving him for so too many days. And yeah. I said, you know, go take him, took it for a walk, take it for a walk. <laughs> that that's good. Is this somebody that's coordinated through where you're staying? Or this um, is no, I actually, I actually did it independently. Wow. Oh. I, I do. Uh, this is not a plug, but care.com is what I usually use. And depending on the place you're going, sometimes you'll get no response to an ad posted. Sometimes you'll get 25 responses. This was one where I got just a few, but somebody w sounded great. And I said, okay, let's connect. And then I just sent my baby with her. <laughs> do this, this care.com. Do they have pictures? Yeah, they have pictures and they have oh. reviews. So, oh, you cool. know, I just choose somebody who's it's like, it's like the Yelp of babysitters. Yes, like, I, yes. you know, if if, that, if if I if they had this at the if I knew about it at the time when I still needed babysitters, I would have done it based on the size of their smile. <laughs> yes. Oh, anyway. Uh, so so you do well. Everything is going well. Yes. And Good. I have to update you that I mostly finished the bathroom. At my house. Just in time for Steve to come home or did yes. he catch you in the middle of... Well, so... Like the end of the movie Gung Ho, you yeah. know, where they had to hide so in the hood. Of the home. entire week, the the baby three out of four nights decided he wasn't sleeping very well. So that that oh. cut down on the amount of yeah. work I was like, able to grind yeah. out. Yeah. But I was really... I really wanted it in mostly functioning order by the yeah. time he got back. So I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. My friend Lindsay comes over to help me because the great thing about my friend Lindsay is that she cleans while she works. I don't have that capability. I have only the working capability and then the cleaning comes much later. She can do both and it's like she's just like a, a whirlwind and everywhere yeah, around I you. Do this for, I do this for cooking, but I wouldn't know otherwise. Right. So like she's she's putting stuff where it belongs. Everything's getting taken care of. Everything's getting wiped up while I'm working. She was a real lifesaver. She held the baby for an hour. And oh, wouldn't you goodness. know it, who walked in the door early while I was halfway through the tile floor? That would be Steve because he's early to every destination. Like yeah. I, he's just like, Hey, I'm no. back. And I was like, you weren't supposed to be home. Now I had a schedule as he prefers. Yes. So, but the good news is he doesn't hate it. <laughs> like I said, he doesn't like the process, but he generally likes the outcome. Yeah. As long nonsense. as the outcome, it's like, okay, fine. Yes. You know, I'll, I can live with this. But I should tell everybody what I attempted while he was yes. gone so they can Let's be like, wow, it. you're an idiot. So I I dyed the grout in my shower because I have white square tile and it was boring with white grout. Okay. And so I put black grout renew, which is a thing, or grout refresh, one of the two, is a product that you can color your grout with. So now oh. it's white square tile with black grout, which is more modern looking. That's interesting. Yes. So you can change your, it. It really gave it, gave me, a, it's a lot of bang for the buck. Like there's a lot of change without having to rip out tile and start over. So white tile, but in between is black. Black grout. Correct. That's amazing. And then. You, yes. Oh, there's more. Okay. And then. Do tell. I did. I replaced the globes on the light fixture above the vanity and the mirror. The mirror might've been the most tricky part because it was a very large mirror. Heavy. Well, bulky. I wasn't sure because yeah. it's just, it's very large. Very it's on the wall. You have to be very careful. You got to be careful removing how you carry it. it. Yes. Yeah. And, and how you remove it because it could just mm -hmm. give yes. on you. 
but I wasn't sure how it was adhered. Like I said, many of the things that the former owner installed were of poor taste, but high quality adherence and installation. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I was like really careful trying to figure out how this thing was stuck to the wall. Finally figured it out. It had brackets on the top and a, and a track on the bottom. Mm-hmm. But in okay. addition, was glued in all sorts of places. So I used right. a heat gun to yeah. unglue those parts very slowly, very slowly trying to get But this is so you never, he never, the, the previous owner would never have to worry about it ever falling or anything. Yeah, I mean, so if you're like going to put up a mirror, there. you want to put it up well, yeah. especially yeah. one of this size. So I finally got it off the wall with the help of uh, my au pair actually came. I was like, I'm going to call you when I need to set it after your hands. And she came up and we we very carefully got it off the yeah. wall safely. So I replaced that mirror and the the globes and the in the uh, light fixture. Although I'm I'm having Steve change the light fixture because I found one that I like. So he's and he's good at that stuff. So he's going to handle that today. And I also if I were there, I, if I were there, by the way, I'd be like, oh, I thought you wanted me to change the light bulbs. <laughs> no, <laughs> something and, else. Okay. And for the piece de resistance, I painted the tile on the floor. So what was white is now. So I paint. Okay, so here's what you got to do. You got to put a, a base coat on, which was white. I just I just put white over the white tile, but it gives you sort of a primary base. And then I painted a pattern on top of it in black. Wow. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to need photos. Are you probably will, have it? Is it up on I, Instagram yet? No, it's not on Instagram yet, but it's a sort of just a geometric pattern of sort of semicircles oh on on the white so, square tiles. Did you have and then to you do have to do a top coat each, on that. Did you have to do for each and every tile that square? I did. I did, Vic. <laughs> and look, I hope they were large tile squares. No, they're not large. Oh my they're not gosh. large. They're like several inches across anyway like like scrabble pieces <laughs> no they're bigger than that oh, good <laughs> they're bigger than that uh. i would say are you familiar with magnetiles or was that after your time as a parent of young children i think it's like they're like five by five maybe okay anyway so i had to so i did i ordered a stencil the stencil did not arrive so i took it upon myself to just do them on every single tile not freehand i had something to help me Oh, but, a tracer uh, thing? Yeah. So I just uh-huh. created something for myself and painted Kate's going to have floor. to see this because, again, she stenciled <laughs> part of her wall when she was living alone back in the day. And, yes. Uh, I painted the floor. It's it. I think the overall look is fairly modern. It's very striking. It's a very it's a dramatic bathroom now. It's a dramatic bathroom. So, <laughs> I look forward to seeing this. In what? Well, but it, and it, so the overall scheme, though, is still black and white. Yes. Yes. Well, when I lived at the the old Kennedy Warren Apartments up in Cleveland Park in D.C., that was built, I think, in 1934, and that's very, very Art Deco. And then yes. and the floors in the bathrooms were black and white tile. And then when we came to our house, in the current house that we live in, in the powder room and upstairs, that tile was also black and white squares. Oh, it's yeah. kind of a thing. You know, that, so. I think that was, yeah, that was definitely of that era. Yeah, I also excellent. at one point was like, I'm just going to touch up some of the, you know, here's the problem with painting your own tiles. You're going to get real OCD about it. And I can be a perfectionist, but you kind of have to just like let go at some point. But at one point I was like, I'm going to, you know, fix some of these little lines that I don't like as much. And I'm using a tiny little paintbrush to change things. And I, I said, oh, I'll just do these tiles over here from the bathtub. I'll sit in the bathtub and I'll lean over the side and fix these. Cut to Mary Catherine stuck in the bathtub because now I can't. Now walk you can't on the get desk. out. Exactly, you painted yourself into a corner. I painted myself oh, into Catherine. a bathtub with my phone, though. So I just hung out and did. You, you know, gotta be. <laughs> just rolled the internet. It was too far to the exit. You couldn't leap out. 
<laughs> wow. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm right as we speak, I'm sending you pictures of this. Oh, very exciting. Um, Congratulations. I, I, wow. I thought I had a big accomplishment when I finally put the 3M plastic hooks behind two doors. <laughs> the ones that you have to take, well, it's double sided adhesive. Good There's, job. Yes. And, and, and then you got to apply pressure for 30 seconds. Oh, it, so far, it, so far, it's still up there. Congratulations. Thank you. And by the way, my husband, of course, being one to test my commitment to this renovation or, or sort of rehab I'm doing, I'm out of town. And he's like, I think my parents might come up later this week. And I'm like, oh, no, this thing has to be completely done. Yeah, they'll be the first people to use the newly re renovated yes. guest bathroom. I also redid the vanity doors. I did a lot. I did a lot. So like the, like the little cabinet. That oh, the cabinet doors. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yes. The, of course. Of course. But the sink nice. is in. I Very it. nice. Anyway, well, now I have a very different looking bathroom. I, and it wasn't I like, it wasn't like a a home makeover show because my husband showed up too early. So No, you know, I mean this is you know, it it again, it's it's harder than it looks because even for the massive renovations, like you ever see on those a lot of those shows, this was certainly the case with like the original queer eye for the straight guy, for example, and they right. do a renovation. Of like the kitchen or something like that. And then with whatever the guy's name was, Tom Felice, I think you forget his name. And it made you think that it was over the span of just the day while they're out shopping and getting groomed, they so to speak, they come back <laughs> and then and then this thing is done. But my understanding is it took a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean things have trade to secrets. things have to dry, things yeah, have to cure. That's right. It's not that's right. that that's simple. Right. You yeah. can't and this is yeah. one of the reasons my husband doesn't like being around for it, is that in order for something to dry or cure, sometimes you just have to leave it for yeah. 24 hours. So yeah. I did put the top coat down after he came back and I was like, just nobody go in there for 24 hours. And That's it. By the way, just try putting a top coat down with no lint or hair under it in a home oh. with like five women yeah. and yeah. a dog. Like it's No, just, hair is everywhere. It's no, nuts. there's no chance. I was like, what? In theory, I guess you could like seal off the room. You, you could first compressed air the room mm -hmm. and then seal it then, off from the rest yeah. of the home and then do yeah. the top coat, but it'd be very, very difficult. No. So no. anyway. Congratulations. I didn't destroy it. I no. did not destroy That's it. A job well done. I am though a maximalist designer. There is no part of me that can be a minimalist designer. No, I have gonna, tried. And you don't do anything half-assed. It's, it's full. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least in its quirkiness it's that's totally so anyway yeah i can't i can't contain myself i can't make it simple so that was what i had going on Excellent. anyway guess what's going on to well this week it, it, by yeah. the time you hear this it will have been a day yeah what since... isn't going on the most important thing well you know of the moment 2024 truly begun as joe biden announces that he will, in fact, run for re-election. Shall I play a little bit of his announcement, Vic? Oh, it's very exciting. It's electrifying. <laughs> okay, here we go. Scenes of January 6th. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. I got to pause right here. Now that he's announced, can we talk about the fact that he can't speak? Yes, they just, I just saw him live speaking to the unions today. So it's the day after. It, 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 I mean, it's the same day of his announcement or the, the video was released, obviously. This right. is not a major speech that he gave. It was a video. So then he gives a speech in front of the unions and he's a mess. 
I mean, I just like, the, this is just imagine, yeah. Vic. This is the best take they could get of yeah. the word yeah. freedom. Freedom, yeah. That was that was as good that as it, it got. Yeah, yeah. This is not live. This is like okay, let's try it again. Yeah. Okay. Let, I, I'll, I'll back it up just a second, yeah. and we're going to play a little bit more of this. Yeah. Here we go. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what healthcare decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. All right, it goes on, Vic. He wants to, quote, finish the job. You know, I, I, I thought he was a bridge. That's what he said earlier in his term, right? That I, I'm a bridge. I'm sure there are times when he thinks he's literally a bridge. A bridge. Nothing more than that, he said. Look at all the young, this younger generation of new leaders. Too bad the bridge has plenty of tolls and it's longer than like the Golden Gate and the Verrazano. It's a Delaware bridge. Yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> You're going to get stuck there yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a very long bridge. With a draw, it's a drawbridge, actually. And it takes time. <laughs> you got to wait. It's still up. And so, you know, but if you were him, why not? If you think that the nominee for the Republicans is going to be Donald Trump, then you have a decent chance of winning. Yes. And finishing 86, who knows? Who cares? You're just going to do it. And there are too many people who have too much at stake that they do not want you to not run now. You know, I mean, so I mean, that that's the part that's that's a part of it. But the other part is I, I look at the polling and. The vast majority of Americans, including a majority of Democrats, 51%, according to an NBC poll, do not want Joe Biden to run again. 51%. That is the most in a very, very long time. Like there was tepid support for Clinton, apparently, in 96, which is, I think, odd, but this is worse. And, and yet on the other side, if Joe Biden's approval rating is about 38%, which is also his rating for how he's handling the economy, and Donald Trump's is at 34%, yet the American people are going to be given a choice between these two people yeah. with a combined age of 150-something. Like, no, a majority, this, of, a, a majority of people happen? don't want either of them yeah, to run. That's right. We're going to end up with two 80-something whatever. Yeah. Right. Tilda 80, some <laughs> Very good. candidates who the majority of folks are not interested in. The only thing they break 50 with is in dissatisfaction, right? Yeah. And then one of them is sort of doddering and can barely put his ad together. The other is throwing temper tantrums yeah. of, a, of a different kind of, illustrating a different kind of mental disconnect. He's a, you know, he's a very active mind but active in not a great way over oh on, yeah uh, over i on mean Truth and, Social. and again i think you know his father fred trump lived for a very long time so donald trump is going to probably be this for another maybe 20 years oh i believe I it think. and running every four years yeah 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 if he doesn't win again he'll run again because it is his he has death defying genes versus joe biden but i said this before on our show which is the choices between baby and angry baby 
You know, you got the baby who doesn't know anything, and then you get the baby who's angry. You know, I, I don't know. It's a... so both babies are destructive in and different ways. Yes, this is this is the thing: is what what job is is Joe Biden finishing? And I'm looking down the barrel at possibly another like a third presidential election where I don't feel like I have a viable yeah. choice. And Republicans might actually manage to run the guy who can lose yeah. to this guy. There, but I, mean, I am genuinely, yeah. I'm genuinely concerned, and this is why I can't go where many never-Trumpers have gone. I'm genuinely concerned that what's happening in the country right now under the leadership of Joe Biden and those in his White House mm-hmm. is not good. It's not good for yeah. my children. It's not good for the future. It's not good for the budget that we have such that it is yeah. or the prosperity we have and the direction it's heading. It's, these, right. And in terms, bad stuff in terms of the sort of overarching moral guidance on character and what we believe it, it's coming from the top. It's not good. I mean, obviously, a lot of these policies are being dictated at the very local level. But, you know, he oversees every he people look to him. And when he's supportive of things such as gender affirming care and every, we'll get into this later. Yeah. But, you know, it's not good. I don't think it's good for the country. And the thing is this, though, Donald Trump has not only the, the support of his his supporters, right, the, his MAGA supporters, but also of of the Democrats. They oh, want yeah. they the last person the Democrats want is DeSantis. And there's nothing I think delights them more. I mean, everyone's than making it seeing, quite clear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you ran anybody, I think Nikki Haley or whoever, they would do better against against Joe Biden. And they're younger by about 40 years or what, you know, that. So that's the issue. What I wanted to ask you, Mary Catherine, is when you talk about not having a choice, what about Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Oh, I had forgotten about this development. Oh, man. So I think he was I have not followed a bunch since his announcement. I know he's announced as a Democratic candidate. It does sound like the Democrats in the way that Republicans don't always have control over their unwieldy field will be like, oh, no, sir, you're not seeing a debate stage. Right. (laughs) So so there will not be a lot of hashing it out on that side of the aisle. Biden is not going to want to debate. You know, Kennedy Kennedy is most famously is most famous slash infamous for for talking for being very anti-vaccine. And I mean, like all All the vaccines and spreading a lot of the bad research connecting vaccines to things that they aren't actually connected to. This is now, what's interesting, of course, and this is why lefties like to call us all anti-vax, is that in the wake of public health taking such a beating in public trust because they did things like mandate a vaccine that didn't actually prevent transmission, they all admit that now, Robert Kennedy has more allure than he had before in a general population, I think. Yes. He also looks like a Kennedy which you know, yes, doesn't no, hurt he, when you're or, running for Do election. you remember all the excitement over the young, the young Congressman Joe Kennedy? Oh, the red-haired, red-haired one. Who had the audacity to try to take on, I think, Ed Markey for a second. Because it was time, you know, he did a couple years in the House. It's time for him to become a senator. He's almost 30. Time to be a senator now. And that blew up in his face. He did. If he looked like any Kennedy, it was like a, an even like worse version than Ted. Yeah. You know, because he's got the freckles thing going to guy, you know, it's like Ted, Ted with freckles yeah. and red hair. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, just, you know, don't <laughs> you don't want him driving. So, yeah, thank you. But with Robert Kennedy, I'll, I'll tell you what surprised me was the numbers 
that came in, I thought, okay, he gets in the race, whatever, like Marianne Williamson right. or whoever, maybe one, two percent. I saw the number 12 percent. Yeah. And that's for somebody like Robert Kennedy, who really a lot of Democrats, I don't think, you know, really want to vote for him. But right. he's pulling in 12 and Joe Biden is slightly under 70 percent, which, say, oh, hey, that's a lot. But not if you're the president, the current sitting president of the United States. He should have a lot more support than that. So I found it very surprising. And I think that any other Democrat who is sort of just still, you know, sitting on the fence, that number that's piqued their interest, that Robert Kennedy, who, by the way, during his announcement speech, did not mention vaccines a mm -hmm. single time. You know, and this is not an endorsement of, of Kennedy. It's just these are facts. He has an interesting yeah. sort of Trumpian combination of. Sure of yep. qualities here, which is 100% name ID. Yep. The ability to be interesting while speaking, mm -hmm. even if you right. think he's loony on things. And also this like combined 100% name ID and obvious, obvious elitism. He's a Kennedy for goodness sake. Yeah. Combined with an anti-establishment message. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strange spot and it's and one that not many people can occupy, but it clearly had allure <laughs> on the right. That's right. And gave us Trump. So. There are a lot of people who are, you know, really sick of this sort of the corporatism. Anything globalist, corporatist, in cahoots with the government, Robert Kennedy's your man. And as you said, he looks like he looks like his dad. He's got the teeth. Yeah. You know, so. And he can probably say freedom. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, look, I don't want to make fun, but again, that's the best take they got. Yeah. They were yeah. like, oh, let's try it again, Mr. President. And no. that was the that was the cream of the crop. The speech to the unions today, there was a section of just mumbling. Yes. And the whispered mumbling. And I don't know what happened, but nobody knows. But they say, hey, this is our guy. Four more years. Because, again, for them, what is the alternative? Kamala? You know, it's. No, she's in the ad a lot. I mean, she's in the announcement quite a bit. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that he. That ticket sticks. That he held off till now to announce. I, I thought that was odd. I think he could have done something. He's going to get a pass no matter what happens with the form of his mm -hmm. announcement. It's not like they're going to criticize him the way they would a no. Republican. Like, oh, is this no. the right setting or the right tone? They're not going to do right. any of that stuff. They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, what a moving ad. Especially of, how, of he's, especially most, how all, he said yeah. freedom, free, oh, freedom. Freedom. And, and, of all the, and again, of all the presidents since going back to Clinton, he, he's given the fewest up to this date in the presidency, the fewest number of interviews yeah. with actual journalists and press conferences. And people used to give, you know, George W. Bush a hard time for not meeting with the press. Yeah. And Biden is, is, is much less than that. Much I also enjoy the emphasis on personal freedom. It's such a, such a pivot from oh, yeah. 2020 to 2022 and a half. Yeah. When it was don't see your grandparents on the holidays, don't go to church and don't go to restaurants under possible punishment of the yeah. state. And now it's like personal freedom is obviously the most important thing to us. Is it, though? It always it has though? been. It always has been, Mary Catherine. So, I mean, but that's those little things don't count, like that's, going that's, to the grocery store when yeah, you would like to. Yeah, no, no. Strip clubs and tattoo parlors were open before churches, I think, in California. Oh, anyway. Well, let's see exactly what job we're trying to get done, Vic. I wanted to touch on something that we did not touch on because it was right at Easter, and that's exactly what the Biden administration wanted. Yeah. They put out their own review of themselves. Yes. And the Afghanistan withdrawal. 
Did you did you catch any of that when that happened? Yeah, no, because it, we, I, we were in England. Yeah, so I, I tried to escape that. Let me let me give you the the brief overview. Biden did nothing wrong, and Trump really set him up for anything <laughs> that went wrong. Okay, so a no chaos, not a problem. B if there was chaos, it was yeah. definitely Trump's fault. That's right. It's, it, it's it's the same line, by the way, as with the border. You know, yes. border is secure. Everything is great. By the way, there's catastrophe, Trump's fault. Yes. If, the, if you see a catastrophe, it's his fault. But if there isn't, it's because of us. So this is Fox News reporting on it at the time. And again, I'm a little late on this because, but I didn't want to completely yeah. miss it because I think that's exactly what they're going for. The White House in early April released its review of President Biden's fumbled withdrawal from Afghanistan in 2021 dropping the long-awaited report days before the Easter holiday while former President Donald Trump's indictment dominates headlines. In a 12-page outline, Biden officials defend the president's decision to withdraw, calling his decision to end the two decades-long war, quote, the right thing for the country. The report does not appear to acknowledge any mistakes made by Biden. Like, not one. Y'all couldn't just, like, pick yeah. one, even, like, a little one, and just, just to make it believable? Nope. No, However, you can't give an inch. However, the document repeatedly criticizes the Trump administration for constraining the conditions of American evacuation, during which 13 American soldiers died in a suicide bombing while protecting the Kabul airport. I mean, to me, that's, look, it's one thing if you gaslight everybody and don't take personal responsibility for various failures of your administration. But the ones where 13 service members die, I think maybe should get a more serious treatment. No. And yet... They still haven't been mentioned, I believe, in a speech by the president. Mm -hmm. They've never been honored in that way because they're associated yeah. with this failure of his administration. And they weren't in the State of the Union that year. And here we are with the, the assessment of mistakes. And it turns out there were none. It's just so craven. So as usual, no one's taking responsibility for anything. I, to this day, I don't think anybody's been let go or reassigned or yeah. anything yeah. over what was a by just on its face obviously a failure in a terrible and tragic way and even if you thought it was the right thing to do to get out there's still the part about how you manage that right and may i remind president joe biden that he's the president when this happens yes so like I get it. You know, I'm not saying that Trump did not want to get out of Afghanistan. There's no question about it. And he said policies in place. Sure, I get that too. But, and setting up this sort of ceasefire deal with the Taliban, which then, you know, resulted in them not going after us, but then they're coming in and the Afghan army is just completely imploding. But the Biden administration still had plenty of time when they took office to work out some sort of a solution in a timetable or adjust the timetable or do something. Instead, they're saying that, you know, Trump was this so all powerful that they were completely helpless before his policies. What is, what is an American president, the leader of the yeah, free world okay. to do? Yeah. My hands his, are tied. When his predecessor says yeah. that he's going to do different things, you just do different things than the predecessor, set, the predecessor so, said he's going to do. Isn't that what they normally do with the laws yes. they don't like, especially the executive orders they don't like that, you know, the, the predecessor yes. does, they just ignore it. Yeah. You know, and these are like, he's not going to not ban gas stoves because Trump right. didn't want him to ban gas right. stoves. He's going to do that in a couple gonna, months. They, just you know, these are supposed <laughs> to be the best of the bright. Again, on the one hand, they try to tell us that this is as good as it could have gone, right? We, we right. knew this was going to, remember this one? We knew this was going to happen. And, 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 and everything 
transpire the way we expected it would, except for the fact, and, and it's true, everyone went on vacation that weekend. Do you remember this? Oh, Everybody yes. went away. And Jen Psaki and then, was like, I gotta, I gotta yeah. put in an, a five day, a five day getaway. I'll see and you guys on the flip side. Yeah. <laughs> when this was happening, did they know like, oh, by the way, the weekend that we're all taking off, you know, Bagram Air Base is going to be closed and we're just going to be gone. And then suddenly, and then the Afghanistan airport, well, and then suddenly everybody's back. Biden had to cancel his vacation at the beach because, you know, even though they expected this was happening, they what? They just wanted to look like well, they cared. The thing I, is, really? the thing is, too, that. You know, they all they say it was all just all Trump dictated somehow, even though you're the yeah. president. But the date of withdrawal was dictated by Biden, who wanted yeah. the symbolic exit. Oh, yes. Near 9-11. And he certainly got it. He certainly yeah. got it. And then say. here's the 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 gaslighting extraordinaire from John Kirby, who is usually less bad about the gaslighting than others in the administration. His quote for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. Oh, man. He said that, he said that, that as the, the Thursday yes. before Easter when all this was released. Yeah, like Baghdad Bob. Like We saw people hanging from plane wings, guys. Well, that's, this is that's not the thing. Do you remember in your they, imagination. They were assuring us that, it, that you know it's not going to be like Saigon 1975 with the helicopter. Number one, of course, we did have helicopters. But it is true. It is not like Saigon because in Saigon you did not see people falling off of those no. airplanes. I mean, it was horrific. Yeah. And then we left a thousand, a thousand plus Americans behind. Oh, yeah. We left far so many interpreters who had been promised yes. a way to this country. And we didn't not vet the people we brought back. No, we didn't vet the people. We just packed in the planes because, and that was it. And 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 then other people who did help us and whose lives were threatened and are in danger with the Taliban in power, they got left behind. And not to mention the billions of dollars in state-of-the-art military hardware that is now in the hands of the Taliban. Yeah, that's the little update that's not in the review, you know, things yeah. we could have prevented. Yeah. That's not deemed a mistake by the Biden administration in its review of itself, but CNN reporting U.S. Afghanistan watchdog told lawmakers recently, this is just in the last couple of weeks, Last week, I think that he cannot say with certainty that U.S. aid to the country is not currently funding the Taliban along with all the stuff that we left yeah, behind. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we're doing some, great. Somehow, yeah. Somehow, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Secretary Lloyd Austin are doing great. And you know, you do want to ask them, you know, if they spend maybe a little more time worried about this than I don't know, implementing DEI and making sure our soldiers know what preferred pronouns people use so you don't offend. The enemy, I don't know. What's I don't know, man. But the, the pitch from the Biden administration and the the assessment after this review is basically like, this is as good as it gets. This is as good as it can possibly be. And now he's like, hire me so I can do more of this. Yeah. So you know that the, the Biden announcement has the, the video of January 6th. Any opponent's announcement should have the, the awful pictures from Afghanistan. They want to remind people about because I think they are actually hoping people are just going to forget what happened. I mean, and how bad of, it was. It's kind of stunning how quickly we do. Because by the way, do. by the way, remember Trump was. Right. It's, it's a decent bet. Remember Trump was indicted like two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> like nobody's even talking about that anymore. Right, that's all we talked about was him getting rating for the arraignment and and with bated breath watching a hallway inside the New York City you know courthouse or the police station. And uh, moves fast, Vic. That Life was it. moves fast. No. 
That's how, yeah, I, but this was one of the worst foreign policy disasters in recent times. Yeah. Anyway. And sent the signal to various yeah. bad actors that we four, are four, not- four, four more years of it, quite We're not possibly. fit for this. Let's talk about another part of the Biden legacy about which we're supposed to be enthused and sign on for another four years. And that is the career of Anthony Fauci. Of course, oh, yeah. let's first stipulate that Donald Trump had him in a place of power and made him the face of all public health in this country for a long, long time. And then, of course, when Biden took office, he remained in that spot and has mercifully retired, but not from the, not from the spotlight, not from well, the limelight, he's, Vic. He's, he's never going away. He's never, ever going away, much like Trump. He's in the New York Times this week. Dr. Fauci looks back, quote, something clearly went wrong in his most extensive interview yet. Look, I feel like if I get any more access to Dr. Anthony Fauci, I'm going to be his proctologist. Okay, y'all talk to him all the time. Anyway, Anthony Fauci wrestles with the hard lessons of the pandemic and the decisions that will define his legacy. Okay, let me just tell you that much like a question mark in a headline, this subhead just means the opposite of what it's saying. Yeah. He's not wrestling with anything. <laughs> He's not wrestling with certainly not any hard yeah. lessons. That's not in the cards for this interview, which is with a very sympathetic New York Times reporter who at one point says, you tell me what I should think or something along oh, those lines. Yeah. <laughs> Fauci, now, I think he meant it in good faith. Fauci was saying that he had misinterpreted something. He says, well, you tell me what you're take is but right. unfortunately all of the press since 2020 has basically been like you tell us what your take is fauci and we yeah. will just stenography away no, over I here i mean unless unless you're at fox it's one unless you're at fox and not counting neil cavuto's show which he sometimes would go on there was just one softball after another so i just want to i'll just read out a couple parts here. remember that in the biden pitch for the next four years personal freedom is yeah. very important yeah. it's the most important thing freedom the most important thing and yet here we have fauci talking about just the greatest blanket revocation of personal yeah. daily freedoms in probably like in the history of the country probably as right. like a, like a, in modern memory aside from like actual slavery the the, the yeah. very the very real sin from earlier than this but in modern memory daily freedoms disappearing yeah. Outside of like Jim Crow and actual yeah. slavery, this is probably right. tops, right? Yeah. The thing is, he keeps on now saying that he wasn't in that position of power to decide on things no, no, like no. shutting down the skill no. schools. No. But he certainly was in a position of power to influence decisions like that. And people were taking his lead. And he's not the head of the CDC. I know that as well. But certainly they all worked in tandem. Yeah. And that's what happens. And the schools would defer to them. Well, and he, first of all, he says, he says that he didn't, yeah, at one point he says, I happened to be perceived as the personification of the recommendations, but show me a school that I shut down and show me a factory that I shut down. Never. I never did. I gave a public health recommendation that echoed the CDC's recommendation and people made a decision based on that. But I never criticized the people who had to make the decisions one way or the other. He never shut anything down. Vic? Again, yeah, this no, is just he's, like a he's a carefully thought about trick. this. Yeah, no, absolutely. He, he he's very good at parsing, and you know, he just wants to say that legally, technically speaking, you cannot put your finger on a. He doesn't. He was not. 
He had no power. I don't know what you're thinking. No, no, yeah. What am I complaining about? What am I complaining about? Remember when he said attack on him is an attack on science? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder why people thought you were the personification, sir. Maybe because you call yourself science. Right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So here's uh, in contrast. So he's like, I had no power. I'm not the guy who shut anything down. And of course, Mm -hmm. the the reporter who's who's criticizing him, if criticized or being critical of him, mostly from the left, he says, looking back from the vantage of today, if we had implemented the policies that we implemented in the middle of March instead of the middle of February, yeah, in the middle of March, instead in the middle of February, he's saying we should have locked down in February. The reporter is suggesting this. Mm -hmm. Would we actually be in a very different place now? Fauci, I don't know. It is conceivable that we would have ultimately been in the same situation. And would we have been able to shut down the economy? He wonders anxiously, excited. Would the country have accepted it? When you had a handful of cases in one death, I'm not saying that's a reason not to do it. Well, of course you're not. You're never saying that's a reason not to do it. We should have probably if we knew what we know now. But with just a few cases, I don't know if we would have gotten the country to shut down. So, like, does that sound like a person who wasn't shutting things down? Yeah, exactly. He he walks between the raindrops, as they say. But but the thing is, again, you're, you know, confronted with, you know, parts of the country that were open and parts of the country were closed. The parts of the country that were open, like Florida, were attacked. And at the end of the day, the numbers are very similar, except for that there was less of a learning loss and less of an issue with people being able to do their job and get out. Whereas in other places like in Michigan, you know, don't shop in the gardening aisle. Yeah. (laughs) He also says that, you know, when people criticize him for, for instance, changing the targets for herd immunity, he says, that's completely distorted, David. That has been weaponized against me. Anything where he gets called on oh, something yeah. is weaponized. just like, weaponized. this culture war and the weaponizing yeah. thereof, no, it's all so wrong. It yeah. Yeah. But he actually did say these things. Exactly. <laughs> I said a lot of things. He also communicated like, at one point he says, hey, you know, I'm not an economics guy. I'm yeah. I'm a physician. Like, this is what I'm supposed to focus on. And he essentially concedes that he brought no other concerns to the table and was myo- myopically focused on only this one. Yeah. You would think that now that the downsides of lockdowns, by the way, he also, his answer concedes that we're, there were lockdowns. So don't let these people gaslight you about there not being lockdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so not he's not going to take personal responsibility for anything. Nobody's taking responsibility for anything. And... Remember how in the ad Joe Biden wants everybody to be treated fairly? Just follow the rules and be treated fairly, Vic, right? Follow the rules. Okay. You'll be treated, yeah. Well, there's yeah. a new Fairness way to, is really important. In there's a new kind of fairness in town, buddy. Oh, boy. This is from the Wall Street Journal. This is from an editorial, so this is an opinion, but it lays out the facts here. Income redistribution is an abiding value of the Biden administration, and now it wants to spread that to mortgage lending. A new rule will raise mortgage fees for borrowers with good credit to subsidize higher-risk borrowers. Under the rule, which goes into effect May 1st, mm. homebuyers with a good credit score over 680 will pay about $40 more each month on a $400,000 loan and upward depending on the size of the loan. Those who make down payments of 20% on their homes will pay the highest fees. Those payments will then be used to subsidize higher risk borrowers through lower fees. Are we excited about this, Vic? It's Mary Catherine. It's called equity. That's what this is. With, with policies like this, it's essentially income redistribution, right? So it, it, it's also not surprising because it's completely in line with other proposals from the left. 
for example, his student debt relief, right? Because we are just trying to make things in their world fair by taking from those who work hard and give it to other people. And it's the same thing. California, California had the proposal to charge electric bills not based on usage, but on income. So that the more you, the more you make, the more you pay. And so, you know, the, the message, as you were just saying, it's, you know, you work hard, you save, you earn a high credit score. And then when you apply for a mortgage, then you can pay for those who, who didn't. And, yeah. you know, $40 a month for some people might not sound like a lot over the span of a 30 year mortgage. I believe it comes to over $14,000 more for you doing the right thing. For doing the right. That's the thing. And what you incentivize, you will get more of. And so yeah. what you're incentivizing here is not the responsible behavior. Right. By the way, when people get when people scrape to get the 20% to put down so that they don't have to do private mortgage right. insurance PMI, they are often extremely cash poor and probably yeah. cutting out other things so yeah. that they can get through that right. period of time until they've stored up some cash again. And to say to those people who worked really hard to gather that 20% mm -hmm. that they don't get to reap all the rewards, in fact they're going to get a new fee on top of it. Yeah. For doing the thing that is responsible that gives the bank assurances that you're not trouble, right? Like this is, oh. This has to resonate with voters, don't you think? I mean, this is not, not that it's being covered by the mainstream media. It's just. Nobody's talking about this, but so you would think we, that if Did we if not you, learn about high-risk yeah, mortgages one yeah, time? Subprime, subprime lending. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I just feel like people are just going to say, common sense is going to kick in. They're going to say, I don't know, this doesn't seem right. You know, well, like, why? At, I imagine- Right before you close, you should probably just take out, take out a new credit card and bump that yeah. score down a little bit. It's just, no, really, it's, it's, you know, again, it's just like with student debt relief, you know, don't, don't try to, don't go out and skip spring break and not buy any new clothes and work a part-time job. Just, you know, we'll cover it for you because that's what the government, it's just money. It's also this notion that everybody must own a home versus rent or anything else because and I forgot who once wrote this, and it always stuck with me, but it was that the idea is owning a home is not the American dream. It's the dream of the National Association of Realtors. You know, I mean, and it's like, again, I feel like it's just a repeat of 2008. We just, we're making it more and more easier for people to own homes or at least take out a mortgage. But the question is, should it be easier yeah. to take out a loan to buy a home, right? And why? Because ultimately- I think they just want to, these people just want to feel good about themselves. It's exactly. You know, they're not helping. They're not actually helping the people when they end up with, you know, oh, I can't believe I got, a, you know, I, I zero down. I, I had a friend, zero down. And then the mortgage is underwater. Lead with and intentions. And then they end up foreclosing. Today. Lead <laughs> with intentions. Yeah. yeah. All right. Look, it. you got to get out of here. I'm on the road. The people. I have a question. Is that housekeeping? I hear who's in your who's in your room right. at, the in sitter, Wentworth the, by the sea. The sitter came back with the oh, the baby just for okay. to check in. All right, all right, all right. Well, but, I don't know. know. I, Listen, I think I think we have a. Did we do enough of a show? I, I maybe we did. We wanted to talk about Tucker and Don Lemon, Look, but we'll the save people that. are going to demand Tucker and Don yeah. talk. So we will, we will know more. We'll we will still, get to that. I'll still more. We'll get to that. On the next but you know what? Show. Joe Biden Joe Biden ate up the news cycle, guys. Okay. Freedom. Right. Yes. Freedom. He, he, he did. Okay, really quickly, I have an update for you. And that is on the last episode, we talked about our blue check marks. Yes. We lost them. They're gone. They're, They're gone. gone. Are, be honest with me. Are you going to buy it 
Are you going to subscribe? Are you going to subscribe and then say, I don't know what happened. It just magically appeared. I don't think so. Okay. Look, if I if I paid for my check mark, I would just tell you guys that's what I'm doing. I I mean, there are reasons to friends of ours. I, Some of our best friends are now paying for blue check. No, I, I think there are reasons to. And you could argue okay. that I've gotten plenty of value out of Twitter over these many years and maybe should pay for it in some form i'm i'm not sure that i enjoy it though do i get I think something it's out of it its meaning, but i'm not sure really. i enjoy it so i don't know yes. if i want to pay for a yes. premium service of something i'm not enjoying right so i'm on i'm okay. i'm a no on that for now okay well so so am i and but i i did want to assure our listeners that you know in, in spite of what happened to tucker and don lemon you and i are still here yes at least for another episode <laughs> Yeah, okay. Don't, don't speak too soon, Vic. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I don't want to jinx it. That wraps up this. Ready for this? Ready for this? That wraps up this 150th episode wow. of Getting Hammered. Thank you, Hammerheads, for listening. Yeah. To this, look at yes. us hitting milestones. And we are. We are. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I am at MK Hammer on Twitter at MK Hammer Time on Instagram, where I still have a blue check, just FYI. And thanks you. for being here, guys. We will get to the to the media gossip on the next show. And we'll probably know more about it by then. So thank you for being here. Thank you for getting hammered responsibly. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. Mm-hmm.